Welcome to another exciting episode of Grubbing with Swan. Today's guests are Luke Ashlock and surprise guest, Roostic B. Today we have some anchovies and some greens because, well, Luke and I might have had some food beforehand. Yeah, poor planning, but these things happen. Uh, Luke and Roostic and I actually filmed a couple of sketches the week that we recorded this episode. Been kind of holding this in the back burner until... Uh, the sketches got released, but occasionally you just go, screw it, let's release it. Luke is a comedian who has traveled the world telling jokes, and Roostick has traveled the world to explore and live in different places. But he's also a filmmaker, editor, and a stuntman. He can do some awesome backflips, and his stop-motion animation is amazing. All right, thank you guys for listening. All right, now let's grub. I don't even know. It's got, it's like cooked in butter and olive oil, not olive oil. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? Uh, Cheesy coconut oil. Ooh, nice. Mm. Hey, everybody. Today's episode of Grubbing with Swan has comedian, Scotsman, writer, sketcher, debonair, bon vivant, chauvinist, Luke Ashlock. Oh my gosh, look! Yeah. Scotsman at his finest. Half score at his finest, yeah. We spent all morning and part of the afternoon working on a sketch today. Yeah. Now, by the time this is out, we'll have been out for a week. We're with um, Rustic B. Great guy, Jeremy Rivet, our buddy Stephen Briggs. Had Briggs on the show. We got uh, mm. Jeremy and the mid Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Him and his bitcoins. Got mm. bitcoins in the background. Good but, sketch, man. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for involving me, my man. Yeah, I tried to, um, well, I've known Dave for how long? How many years now? A few five, years now. Maybe four or five years. I know one of the first times we met, like, oh, how's everything going? It's good seeing you again. Like, great knowing you. Oh, wait, wait. We just met for the first time. <laughs> um, one of the cool things I auditioned for is Saturday Night Live over the summer. And so to get the Saturday Night Live audition, I had to write a sketch a day. And get them completed on um, a little writing program, a little script writing program I had. And mm. so what it did was, it was me, it's kind of like when my managers and agents, when I do submissions, like currently I'm doing submissions for Montreal, right? And I send in a tape a night. A tape a night? Oh, to your, manager, your set, Yeah, every single night and I send it in and they critique it. Like, I had a joke about my parents whipping me growing up, they took that out. I had a joke about dildos. They took that out because of the you know, 2017 climate of sexual mishaps and whatnot. So they really guide me in the correct way. But the same thing goes for sketch. When I was uh, gun- gearing up for uh, Saturday Night Live, it's basically you go in and write on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, by, by the end of the week, you're doing the block and you're filming it on Saturday. You know, yeah. So you have to constantly write. So. I wanted to send them the best, so I would write a sketch a day, and at the end of the week, send the six sketches, you know, so far, to my management, and by Monday, they would give me reviews on them. This one's great, this one needs spiked up, toss this one, it's no good, or you have to redo this one completely. And I did this for a month of daily sketches, mm-hmm. I would have them complete by the end of the night. Um, so, I, I just worked, 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 and then I would stand in the mirror for an hour and do my characters. Because there's the Sherman pervert, you know, it's a very good uh, uh, character, you know, he goes in the mall and he says, I'm looking for that shit. Well, who doesn't look for that shit? <laughs> and so, um, it was so many different aspects of comedy that you had to make them all ride together, which was amazing to me. It was something like, I was really, really hyped to do it because I'm waking up and I'm living comedy. I'm writing sketches in the morning, I'm writing one-liner jokes, I've got... I, you know, I already write a lot of story-type jokes, but I've, I've got them under my wrist. I've got oh, shit, them. you live the stories. I live the stories. So I've got this big pile of humor, and it's just like piling and piling and doing Would my you characters. consider a big steaming pile? Big piping hot steaming pile of, of uh, comedy. Good for the whole family. Good for the whole family, not Don't the Don't you know, eh? And, you know, I just hustled, man. I, I worked on my characters daily. I videotape myself. That's how I would do it. Because looking in the mirror is one way. But you look away and stuff you don't see. Mm-hmm. When you videotape yourself, you um, see everything you do. Like today on our sketch. Yes. Oh, you see every closing. You see everything about your body. <laughs> oh, I do. That's what you get for donuts for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I am fat. I am fat. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're living in New York now for almost a year and a half, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How you liking the transition? Because I know you from when you were out here in L.A. Yeah. I like New York. I love L.A. Yeah, you even have that New York attitude. When you got in town last night, you were leading the way to a place you had no idea how to get to. What's that? You were leading the way to a place oh. you had no idea where to get to. You're like, oh, here's my, my New going. York attitude. I know where I'm going. I got you. I'm like, do you know where you're going? You're, no. Uh... <laughs> but, like, don't worry, buddy. Don't worry, Dave. I don't got this. Holding. Holding pattern. Shit. <laughs> Damn. All right, now I know where we're going. No, you don't. You still don't, Luke. You still just don't. But yeah, you, you're you more energetic on stage. I've seen some of your stuff. It seems like you're tightening everything up, but getting on stage more often helps out with that shit. Yes. There's no trick to comedy. Do it. <laughs> um, New York. Excuse me, I'm eating with Dave. Well, that's how this works. You're good. <laughs> Cheese bread is really good with the anchovies and the... Really? It's so good. Ooh. Good combo. So, um... New York provides a unique opportunity. There's 34 comedy clubs in the area. Jesus There's over Christ. 350 comedy nights, shows at bars and etc. That doesn't include the outer cities. Like, you know, get up to Albany, there's clubs, so on and so forth. Yeah, and you're actually able to get up to Albany from there. Yeah, four-hour Amtrak ride for 48 bucks. You know, it's better than set. driving four hours. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing. You can still write. You can actually go over your material while you're doing that. Instead Good of thing about Amtrak is you can sit down. You can lay down completely. It's got TV. you got headphones. I mean, it's really a personal space, even if someone's beside you. <laughs> so, yeah, you sit there and work on your material and roll. Um, one thing I like to do is on trains, and I know a lot of comics probably do this as well, but I try my material out on people. When I'm writing the material, yesterday on the flight here from New York, Everybody's getting their ears full. Here's what I'm doing. This is the jokes. Blah, 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 blah. Or like when we're at the coffee shop? <laughs> at the coffee shop. <laughs> I always mess with everyone, though. No, I noticed. I was with you when you are calling anything. Anybody you called, you had the most ridiculous accents. Which one? I'd just name one. Oh. <laughs> you had like a Monty Python kind of like plebeian accent during one of them. Yeah, might. Not no, not high culture Monty Python, like kind of like the, you know, uh, who was the, uh, who, yeah, whoever his caddy was, yeah. uh, and then you had a Minnesotan accent when you were calling about the car. I was like, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Please I say know. when you went in, you stayed in character for it. I know I went in as a redneck. So. You know the thing that I think because of who my parents are. You know, my dad's Scottish, my mom is from North Carolina, so I grew up always fascinated with accents. But yeah. So I fine-tune it. I remember people by their accents and their laugh. Um, that's why it's difficult, I think, for me to date women who have, like, laugh like a car honks, you know? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know if I can do that. Well, I like your, I love your one joke about growing up with your parents. The one about translating? How translating English <laughs> back to English? Yeah, basically <laughs> That's what it is in a nutshell, yes. Like, I grew up with parents who had a American accent, an Ohio accent, which is just a... It's kind of like the go-to accent for, like, news reporters, mm-hmm. except it's a little more nasally. And a dad who's got a Canadian accent, it kind of, and it's well, not yeah. even that... It's not even that heavy, eh? I, yeah, mine goes in Australia when I try to no, do a Canadian dude. accent. It's not even that heavy, eh? Uh, yeah, it's... Oh, my God! G'day, mate! We are here with Dave Swan. Dave Swan's got awful accents. Like, I cannot do an accent on... Well, yeah. oh, Canadian is all at the front of your teeth there, bud. It's very true. Front of your lips, or back here, front of your teeth, and then like your a, lips a there, bud. The British accent is right up front. British. Or no, that's not even British. That's like a Irish. Like okay. I said, they kind of jump I, there, There's a lot of H sounds in Irish. So you say peer, and there's four H's in the word beer. But, um, you know, Scottish is in the back of your throat, so... I'm going to your fatherland in the next, uh, about six months. Aye. So we'll see how, if I come back with any sort of accent. <laughs> Let's pause this right now. you got to pick up your notebook, my man. Guys, we're back. Uh, sorry for the quick delay. Uh, we're back with our friend Rustic, and, uh... <laughs> what up? 
he brought the, the old notebook by so we can continue to work. We got Dave on the ones and twos. And uh, don't forget the threes and fours. Uh, don't forget the threes and fours. Who can, really, guys? Who can forget the threes and fours? Uh, <coughs> and we're cracking open a nice beer and uh, enjoying Dave's food. What do you think about the food? Uh, so good. I would have stayed more for you, but he said you were going to come by for it. He's, he's uh, dropping off the notebook. I was like, oh, shit. All right, well, fuck it. Dude, it's, uh, it's been a good day. Yeah. Productive. We got shit done earlier. Would you look, what could, I mean, obviously we need work as a group. Oh. Um, you know, it felt like, uh, especially initially, we were kind of scattered, cluster, or yeah. cluster clucked. That well, was the first time all of us working together, so it's kind of one of those, oh. You know, it's one thing that I, I want to talk about, and this is, um, you know, I write daily, but I write for stand-up. And then I write for other comedians, stand-up, or I write for TV shows, but I know my demographic. Right. However, with this one, I thought, I'm bringing my comedian friends in, I got Dave Swan, I got Stephen Briggs and myself. Yeah. We're going to be able to just improv it, but what I failed to take into consideration... He doesn't improv, he plans step by step. Well, that, and when he does cutaways and stuff, you have to be doing the same. You know, this can't be right. just improv. Yeah. Do, oh, yeah. do they know what we're talking about so far? Did we shot a skit this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah they know. And if they don't, they'll catch up. Okay. <laughs> but you can read it. Yeah, go for it. Cool. Yeah, no, Walk us through I the thought, day, Rustic. Dude, I thought it went, it went awesome. So, um, yeah, like, okay, this was my version of the day. So, got up early, started early. I love that. Like, I love that you guys are down to start early. That's oh, awesome. I love, yeah. I get up at five yeah. normally. Here's another thing we do that a lot of people in LA don't do. We show up. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I was just, I was just talking, uh, after you guys left, I was talking to Jeremy, who's the guy who played Batman. Um, and he was uh, awesome. Great yeah, job cool. as Batman. The dude's so nice. He was yeah. so excited. Stephen too. Briggs was effing with him the whole time. He's like, "Oh, look at the. We can wash clothes on those abs." <laughs> <laughs> he actually mentioned the gay jokes. He was like, there was, and "There was a lot of gay jokes." I was like, "Oh, ridiculous! Yeah, yeah. we're all straight. It's just yeah. it's yeah, just comedians be, trying." So the, what comedians essentially are trying to do is make you embarrassed. Right. If they can make you embarrassed, they feel like they've conquered. Like, they've yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you're embarrassed. Well, there's an well, old, let's dig a little. Deeper into yeah. this. Let's find out what. In, uh, in Let's improv see how far comedy, I can go. In improv comedy, it's always, um, it's always, uh, um, yes and. Yeah. So you say yes and. So he's like, you know, Luke, yeah. why are you so ugly? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's because of the chemical spill. Also, my knees are backwards. You know, <laughs> and like. And right. so what I've done is I've agreed. But I'm a it. great runner. Have you seen yeah, it? But boy, gosh, I could run right in a circle like crazy. <laughs> never know it. That was the one. <laughs> but the, the thing is, like, it, as long as you continue with it, it makes it fun. Think about it in real life now. Or if you to, to parlay it into like actual existence. Yeah. When you do something like that, it's like, um, hang on, Daniel, real quick, bud. Uh, when you do something like that, let's say uh, someone calls you a name, right? Yeah. Hey, you piece of shit. Right, and if you get mad about that, people yeah, think, yeah, "Man, he's lost. kind of a piece of shit." But if you're like, "Okay, see ya," people are like, "The guy that called you the name was the douche." Yeah, like when Briggs yeah. said earlier, "You're insensitive." I'm like, "Yup." Yeah, 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 that's awesome, man. No, I th- I think that was really it went really well. Hey. Like you said, like you guys are coming from like the stand up comedy slash improv world. Yeah, and uh, I'm coming from the the editing world. So like, I have edited before, and where yeah. you just want you're like, God. Why didn't they... Oh, my God. Why couldn't they just shoot the same, like... Right, yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't feel that way at all today. I, like, I didn't feel uh, like we missed anything. It was actually really good. But um, it's... The reason that I like to write stuff out, like, uh, whenever yeah. I shoot stuff, is because I write it the way I'm going to edit it, and so everything goes my way faster. Um, but when I was first, first starting out, I would... I tried improving stuff, but I never actually took improv. But, like, then I would find myself editing for, like, an hour just trying to make sense of what did I... How is this going to cut together, right? But Yeah. But, uh... Well, like, when I do barely... Well, I, I'm a, the worst writer ever. I have, like, a worse worth I work ethic when it comes to writing. Like, I don't feel comfortable putting it down to paper because I'm like, that's not how I would say it out loud. Because I have to, like, try and figure out how it would naturally come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. But if you're writing it out, isn't that what naturally is coming out? It just feels like, because this will sound better in my hand, like, with my hand doing it. Gotcha. It looks better, like, by the words, but when you're saying it, it kind of... Right. And how does shit. it work with comedy? Like, does it work... Like, for example, I do a lot of tutorials on YouTube where I teach people how to do stunts and filmmaking, right? Awesome. So, I will do... But I will do the same thing. I will puke my brain out onto the page when I'm typing, and I'll have, like, basically, like, an article that I wrote, right? But then... I have to go through it and actually say it out loud, line by line, and see if that's actually how I say it. 
to, so then whenever I'm recording, I could like say the lines back to the camera. Because before, I would get, get tripped up. I'd try to what read it exactly like I wrote it. Oh. But my brain is way more like red. Well, like... Yeah, your brain moves faster than your mouth does. Right. So it's like... It doesn't work like that with comedy. Like, can you still write it out and then like change it to how you'd say it? Or does that is that very yeah. closely related with the comedy itself is how you <laughs> say it? You kind of... Everyone works differently. Like, mine is... I'm starting to get better about writing where I go, Oh, hey. If I say it, they like... I've started to actually do the free form mm-hmm. and see what I find out from there. Right. And I'm doing it more and more each week, but it's still, you know, it drops the ball every now and then. But nice. I'm trying to go, like last week I was writing something about being, oh, being in spin class and how every spin instructor I think is an ex-raver. And then I started, exactly. And then I started to go from there into... How most of the people, like, everyone's like, oh, spin, in, spin class are such hot chicks. I go, I go early in the morning. The people who are going early in the morning are either about to be divorcees or divorcees. <laughs> right. And I'm in the same boat as them trying to keep my shit tight because I'm almost in my mid-30s. When you're in your mid-30s, uh, it starts to be like, oh, why haven't you ever been married? Like, right. so, then, so then you start writing comedy about them and you're like, wait, I'm one of these people. I'm yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I'm trying, like... I had a I had a friend who he got married this past year. My year of weddings, he, um, him and his well now wife were in bed and they like patted each other's bellies and like we're getting a little mm-hmm. little chunky. And my buddy says, "No, we're just comfy." Right. right. I even said to like one of my friends who was married, like oh, I'm getting a belly. I go, oh, you just you're good. You're like you're happy. You don't have to right. you don't have to work anymore at it. You know, right. keep mean, it up. Not, yeah. I mean, I guess get, get, getting real for a second. That's what I I do. I get real too much, but go if it's it. not part of your job, right? Like I I do stunts, so my job I can't ever let myself go. <laughs> yeah, because like you have to be like in good shape. But yeah, like like if somebody's job doesn't require, like if somebody's job is like sitting, then it doesn't matter. Like, I see. Like, I like fitness. I just yeah. don't. I like to work out. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those nice, easy things for me to just go to the gym and be like, all right. Yeah. Whatever the workout is, but. I've been getting into Spartan races over the past year, so really? I need to be in better shape because Dude, I, I need to be... Do one of those this year. Uh, the easiest one that I did this past year was the first one. It was the da- Stadium Series one okay. because it's not as high in elevation. There's no mud. There's still all the hard so obstacles. What, is, what makes a Spartan race? Uh, it's like uh, the, sp- it's, the Stadium's ones are sprints, so they're like three to five miles. And they have about 20 obstacles in them, and the obstacles go from, like, throwing a spear into a bale of hay or climbing up a rope. Like, they have both... All the ones I've done have had both those. The multi-rig, where you try and climb just upper body strength. And it's just, like, a bunch of obstacles. Like, one's the Herculean lift, where there's a pulley, and you're trying to pull a 80 to 100-pound sandbag up. And then you slowly lower it down. Do you have to, like... Do you ever have to, like, climb, like, a really high thing and then go down, like, a rope? Like... Just the up there, like everything. Oh, going up a rope and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you have to climb up a rope, and I can't do that. Like, there's no. Okay. I have trouble pulling. So what are you gonna do if you if you got? You have it. to do thirty burpees if you can't do exercise. Oh. It's not bad. Well, after one hundred twenty every time. Nah, it, it all depends if he says okay. full burpee or not full burpee. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> the first time I did it, I did the full burpees, <laughs> and I did the obstacle right after was the rope or was the ring swing, and I was like, I just did thirty burpees. I can't. <laughs> and you're trying to race the whole time. Are you actually yeah. trying to win when you do it? I just try and get the best. Like for me, I just I don't try to beat anyone else. I try to beat myself, and I also yeah. try not to get past. Like it's more one of those. Right, right. You try and get through these obstacles as much as possible. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, so you haven't done one of those yet? No. Oh, so no. much fun. Do the stadium one. It's uh, Dodger Stadium. I think it's April 28th or 24th. Okay. But it's a, does it like how much is it? Is it like cost some money? Uh, the farther out you are, the cheaper it is. But I think it's a hundred bucks right now. Okay. Uh, I did that was the first one I did last year. It was fantastic. And then I did the big bear one. I did that one hungover. I don't recommend that. Uh, because it's I don't seven. recommend doing it. Period. <laughs> Dave gets a loose it. back. He's just like uh, off Dude, the phone call. One of my one of my uh, motivations um, uh, motivations one of my not to do lists things this year is do not direct hungover like don't drink heavily the night before because it happened last year and last night i was actually drinking with people and i stopped myself i was like okay nine o'clock i literally like went to bed 
<laughs> and it was fine. You went to bed at nine o'clock? No, I didn't go to bed at nine. But like, nine, you nine. called yourself off from whatever. You yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually picking up costumes till midnight last night. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I didn't get to bed till midnight, twelve thirty or so. But maybe one. Three thirty his time. Three thirty in the morning in New York time. Right. But that's also something that uh, goes into this type of entertainment industry. When you have to make a video, it's, if we were shooting right now, it's too late, man. You know, the sun's gone. It's up early. And catch all the light. And catch yeah. was a lighter rain than it is now. So, when I do it, when you do it, do you do like to do lists in the morning? Like one most important thing for the day. Eat the frog. You know, because of my artistic uh, abilities or whatever, yeah. I just go. I'm a freeform cool. man. I, I have very little structure in my life outside of I know I have to catch my flight at this time to be at the show at this time. But it seems to me like you have like a routine. You said you said you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is you write for an hour, right? Or however. I have a cup of PG tips with honey. I smoke uh, some medical medicine, mm-hmm. and then I uh, <laughs> crack, crack, okay. Right, so that's what you medical do every heroin and uh, medical <laughs> crack. No, and and then I uh, I write every morning. Yeah. Good, bad, ugly, whatever, and then. Like I was telling him when I did my Saturday Night Live audition, mm-hmm. I was waking up every day. I had to write one sketch a day, but I had to write something good. So some mornings I'd get up and I'd start writing a sketch because I just freeformed it. Yeah. And it would turn out okay. It would turn out great. And then one time I wrote two sketches that turned out to be compatible and they were distanced from each other. Mm-hmm. It, came, it turned out to be the first of this sketch and the last of this sketch became a great sketch. Really? Oh, so two awesome. okay sketches became wow. a great one when you combined them. And it just took... It was as simple as getting away from the inside of one. Like, okay, I'm working on the man with the chicken voice a right. sketch. Tomorrow's the two ghosts in a donut sketch. You know, instead of doing that, sometimes take a break, take a breath, look back and see all of it and go, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. This one sounds like it could possibly be over here somewhere. The last sketch I saw of yours was Luke Gashlock's Sex Hunter, which is on YouTube. Yeah, man, that one did really well. That's a, Yeah, if That's you guys haven't idea. looked at it, look that up. That's an idea that... <clears throat> I talked to Rustic about when I first met them, but at, at the meet when we first met for YouTube, it was a lot of guys from LA that are yeah. gung ho in the moment. We tried this like three years ago or two years ago. Yep, it's from a while yeah, ago. We had like a twenty-person meeting, and everybody was like, "Let's all do this." But then, like, what I learned is like nobody sends emails, nobody yeah. replies, nobody goes and edits any any kind of Google yeah. Doc. But you know who did? Rustic B and Luke Ashlock, and you yeah. know what? We're working together today. Yeah. I think it takes that. Dave Swan was up and yeah. driving this morning. Stephen Briggs made it. it he doesn't work make it. Work for itself, like work ethic. Like it's this is what I've been like. Over and look and at over. the quality of what we, we what we've done right. today too. I think it's yeah. right, right. And, and and like you said, like out of those, out of the whole group of people that we met, like it's like it was like two years ago probably. Um, it's you learn over time. I've been here for six or seven years almost in LA, and you, mm. you learn over time that like who are the the people that are like that that have the work ethic that actually stand on on their work like. That will show up and do it because that, those are rare. And when those you find those, those get, are valuable. Yeah, they yeah. get sucked into groups, and no one wants to let them go because yeah, they're valuable. Like like I have like like you and like friend Justin. Uh, I have maybe like maybe I rotate through maybe like five people. Like, yeah, Kyle. That, that's that's the group. You know, and and like I'm always always open to working with people. But also, what I learned is I did this project before before Christmas because I'm open to helping people all the time. But what else has I learned is, look, if they do have past work, recent work, look at that work, too. Because Don't look at any of my up, work. No, that's cool. No, but I'm saying, I showed up to, I guess it depends on what role you're playing on the project. I showed up to a project where my friend was directing, and I was stunt coordinating. I did this whole fight for him. Uh, I ended up kind of, like, directing the thing by the end of it, because I was trying to just shoot out the fight, so we were done. And, unfortunately, it didn't come together well, because... I should have checked his past work and uh, seen that like he just is not doesn't have experience yet. It's not against it's, it's not being good or bad. It's like you put in a certain amount of hours in your craft. You, not, you gotta get on stage for the open mics exactly. before you can headline. You exactly. gotta and then with, with videos, you just gotta put in like I've been doing this for eleven years and I, I did the math the other day. I have like maybe six or seven thousand hours of editing experience. So like I'm not trying to show off, but I'm saying like. No, why would you? When I was working with my friend... You put work in, you get results, period. Right. And it's valuable to see how... If you're going to do something for free for someone or collaborate... So my goal for this year is to collaborate only with people that... Um, I can either have like the work ethic that, that have something that's valuable. Like if, it, if it's just work ethic, awesome, that's perfect. But like if I'm going to be on somebody's project who's going to be the one editing and directing it, i got to make sure to look at their past work because I don't want... That's another kind of weird thing. I don't Tagging want to your name in a pile of crap. Right. Nobody wants to look down at a pile of dog shit and think of 
Roostick B right. or Luke A. Or do something for free and like tweak your back, which is what happened. Yeah. And then like I couldn't train for two weeks. <laughs> So. Oh my god, I cannot imagine to eat. Like, I've always, like, he does my lower stunts. back. That's yeah. what Bruce does. He, he's got a pretty badass life. You're right, but if you twist your back, it's over. Yeah, yeah. I got in a fist fight at a red light with a freaking meth head who attacked me. I was defending myself and broke two of my fingers. Getting a fist fight with a meth oh, head is crazy. Jesus. And I just. That's like getting in a logical fight with a crazy person outside of a restaurant. Well, I you didn't. Just I wasn't trying to fight him. I just defended myself when he attacked me. But the thing mm-hmm. is, like. You never see that coming. And what is it done? I play music. And I, you know, it doesn't affect my writing because it's my left, but it affects my music playing. Right. I That's can't. why you're letting me throw the uh, balls at the guitar earlier. You're like, I can't play this. <laughs> throw paper balls at it. That was cool. You just picked up the guitar. I have a guitar laying on the wall. I just picked it up and started, like, making up songs. <laughs> That's what I do, man. Yeah. Comedy is what I, is what I love to do. Music, drawing. Yeah. I love drawing. Funny. Sh- I mean, everything comedy I love. That's amazing. That's inspiring. I'm so glad that we did that brainstorming session. Like, yeah, when, that's that's how I do when I write in the morning. I just wake up and think. Of course, I know the combinations. Like, mm-hmm. for writing a sketch, if you're writing a crazy man in a straight world, or a crazy world involved, you know, with a straight man in it, whatever. Fish out of water. Or... Whatever you're writing, you have to look at it broad and also intricately, and uh, and write it. Uh, wow. What was I saying? Uh, just you talking about how so sketch and kind of like you're, you're saying how uh, I know the combination. Combination yeah. is dun to dun does bump like right. the comedy is usually bah. what do they do? The yeah. So like uh, uh, Jimmy Science does calisthenics or Jimmy Science does yoga. Right. Like the crazy thing is that this guy whose name Science is Jimmy Braves. Science obviously he's a nerd. Is now in this hot yoga class or whatever. Right. Oh, so that's Jesus. how you write comedy. You take something normal and then you make it something else that's with cool. a twist at the end or at the front. And uh, the truth about comedy is, the bigger the setup, the better the payoff. If as long as the payoff is good, you can't have lame payoff. Your punchline has to be big, has to be heavy. Like uh, today when we were doing the improv, in my brain, they were going to improv it two, three times, and we would have something. Right, but you also the problem is when you're shooting. We from know an now. Editing, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, so the from thing, an eddy shoot. Right, what you were point. just saying about how like having a, a big, the bigger the setup, the, the more effective the payoff. But like in the YouTube world, which is what I spend most of my time in, it's so my comedy sense is very visual because I edit so like I've edited a lot. But in the YouTube world, it's more like you got to the first three to five seconds has to hook them and then keep them hooked, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's what I gotta. And then well, so what you have is the skill and the experience with. Um, actual comedy writing stories and setting up jokes I have more like a visual thing because I've done like so many different exactly. yeah, like timing and I'd love to like and that's that's one of my goals for, for the future is I would actually would love to work with comedians and actually because I recognize my strengths and I don't know if as a writer that's my, my strongest point but I, I would love to work have a team of actual comedy writers you know so that way we could come up with this idea and then like write a sketch that is going to be a you know I like writing sketches in yeah. bulk. I like uh, like dropping two or three. Like this week, luckily, I was fortunately able to write this sketch, which mm-hmm. involved what you do best, which is stop motion. If you guys don't check out Rustic B on YouTube, because uh, he does lots of stop motion Mario Kart. Like you're doing a, a really nice um, Mortal Kombat stop motion thing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And Actually, we, that, that one got canceled. Yeah. And oh, we yeah. wrote. Oh, Ring. Good. <laughs> well, whatever. But we then you and I wrote two sketches. This one and another one. That's right. And we wrote a third one too. Remember, we wrote three sketches, but the yeah. one that was the shining diamond out of the three was this one. Right. So we kind of stepped away from the others with a plan to possibly do the yeah. others, with a plan to possibly do two or three of the the yeah. best sketches I've ever a, written, like the alien sketch. Lesson. That was an interesting lesson for me too. Um, it's like putting it into practice. You always hear about focus on the most important things, the best things. And then we had a conversation. We we're actually planning to do a different sketch this morning, but then you you mentioned to me like, we know if we're only going to do one of these, let's do the better sketch. And and that that was a lesson for me. Like you know, well, I was producing this thing, directing it. We're going to mm-hmm. bring it all together. All these people. I was already like setting my ways. I was like, okay, we're going to have this location, this location, this location. But I'm learning how to take a step back and listen to people's strengths. Like you as a comedian, you're like, no, I think this is as a stronger sketch. Yeah, and you know what? The strongest sketches that I came brought to the table were probably my sleeper agent mm-hmm. and the alien attack. Okay? Yeah, the alien attack. Alien so attack was good. They, those were like the strongest sketches I brought to the table, but they 
we couldn't really figure out a way to implement what Rustic does best, which is stop motion. Yeah. So what we instead did was wrote three original and also sketches. Also, it, it excited you personally as a creator. You, you know, you want to do the stop motion. So yeah. you got your this is what you do. You I want it in there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, so we exactly what it says. We collaborated, and then what I did on my benefit, on his benefit, he brought in uh, another guy who's a parkour guy can do a backflip standing up. Played Batman for us today, Jeremy. He brought in Kyle, who's a stop motion guy as well. Mm-hmm. So he brought in these guys from his world that really collab, and I brought guys from my world, mm-hmm. two other comedians who were good and quick on their feet, funny guys, and uh, originally Dave Swan was going to play the Incredible Hulk. Right, I would when, love to do that. Yeah, my Lou Ferrigno on? Oh. I might still be able to do it. i got to yes. talk to my custom guys, see if we get it. Well, let's, yeah, let's see how well this one does. Yeah, and if it yeah, does yeah. well, well I, I could fly back in for a couple of days and knock two or three you more You know out. what? I was just talking to my girlfriend this morning, and I, and I was complaining. I was not complaining. I was remarking how every time that I make a really good friend that's down to collaborate and create. They moved to New York. They moved to New York. One of them moved to Atlanta. I moved here from Scotland. Like, they're all over the place. But then she's saying, well... If it's worth it to and you have the time, you could just fly. And, you're, and I'm like, you're right. I have been meaning to just fly to New York. I have some friends there. My have, apartment have friends in Atlanta is gigantic, bro. I mean, yeah. not gigantic, but it's big. My got living, the New York halfway house. Yeah. If we write stuff, we could. Oh, I would be. It's well, not, that would be a great. That expensive. would be a great place to do yeah. the um, alien sketch. Yeah. Oh. Even better yet, because it's New York, we could do the FBI CIA sketch we wrote, the sleeper. Remember? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. In New York, because then we get to running down the tall buildings and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Every sketch can't be Los Angeles with right. the palm trees and stuff. Right, and also, and and uh, um, I'm not sure where, where your listeners are from, but we're we're also kind of lucky because we're in a position where we we live in like a production hub, so we have friends around us that want to collaborate like this. Yeah. But you know, I come, you come, do you come from a small town? I come from like a. I come from. Pittsburgh. I was born in Glasgow. Yeah, I come from Cleveland. Glasgow. You're right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's sometimes it's harder to find people to collaborate with, but like. We're very fortunate that we can do this, and then now we're like, okay, let's just fly to the thing and, and collaborate. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to give some advice to people that if they want to create stuff, but they're in like a small place, right? Because I've been I, there. I think the one thing that we've mentioned a couple of times here tonight on this podcast is, if you want it, you got to go get it. Yeah. If you want to be a good editor, you got to get six, seven thousand. Uh, hours worth of editing. Find some stuff and edit. Right. If Which, you want to be yeah. healthy and live a and live a strong life, and you have to live it, you got to live it one hundred percent. If you want to be, if you want to write comedy, you got to wake up in the morning and write in comedy, right? Yeah. I live in a world full of comedians in New York City, right? A lot of these guys don't write. They're doing the same set for five years. They're not writing new stuff. If they are, it's kind of shaky at best. And it's like, how do you change? Like, oh, if I get famous, I'll do an hour a year. I'm like, you should be doing an hour a year right now. Exactly. And then when you yeah. get famous, pull the best jokes out of each of those hours that year and make yeah. that your hour. Just yeah. make it a power hour. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's what we should all be doing. But It we, starts inside out. It starts with the work. Entertainment industry is swamped and strangled with these people that want it but don't want to work for it. Yeah. That's why you gotta, you got to dig through and find the roosted bees and the Dave Swans. Because they're in there. They're just not telling everyone, I'm this guy. Because everyone says that. And they're not the guy. Right. I'm just a gun. You point and shoot. You're like, all right, Dave, we need you to do this. Go. Cool. Really? Let me know. Yeah. Originally, we wrote the sketch. Let's take it through. Uh, let's not tell too much about the sketch. We want everyone, of course, to go and see the sketch. This will be out after the sketch is out. Oh, well, perfect. Yeah. So, um, okay, then never mind. Let's talk about it. Um, let's talk about it. <laughs> originally, I'll tell you how we wrote it. So I go, all right, we need to implement what Rustic does, the stop motion. I want to implement comedy. So let's explain stop motion. So what people, most people ask me is it's claymation. Are you talking about like doing little clay dolls that are going to yeah, bite exactly. each other? What is it? So stop motion, in, in the case that I do it, some people would call it actually pixelation. You can Google it. Um, but basically, I'm a stuntman. All my friends are stunt people. And we take pictures of us in live action uh, doing stuff where like, I can skateboard down the street without a skateboard because I'm taking a picture every frame. Huh. There's a guy on, on a tripod, a friend, my friend Kyle. Yeah. Me, and him, me and him kind of figured out this style. That I don't think anybody else is really I really good. like Kyle. I've done a tutorial. Yeah, a Kyle's bit. cool. Yeah, Kyle's, Kyle's a cool. good guy. So like, we've been able to do stop motion Street Fighter. Where we that was an awesome video. We all watched that. Yeah, we that fly across the screen. And all this. So you can do all this stuff that you can't do. And that's what Luke is saying when, he, when he's referring to stop motion is, is like with real people. So. And he doesn't just do it. He does it good. And I think that's also what I'm referring to because 
if it were just any old stop motion, I wouldn't be as excited. Right. And if you guys want to see it, just uh, search stop motion Street Fighter on YouTube, and you'll see like Rustic B is like the top. Three yeah, just look up anything on Rustic B, and it's fantastic. Right. Banners, take a look. <laughs> no, that's it. And uh, another thing that we were talking about, kind of on the way back, Dave and I, and I talked with uh, uh, Mr. Briggs, Mr. Briggs, about it as well as is the sharing aspect of this, like. You've got the most subscribers on YouTube of all of us, right? Um, I've got a damn good handle on Facebook with, what, 20,000 followers? Nice. And I can generate good stuff. So especially, like, I released the video. The most valuable thing to me is that you're a really good writer and you're a comedian that's, like, actually doing it. Like, you're putting in the work every morning, writing, and you're actually doing stand-up. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so valuable, man. That's, like, the most valuable thing to me. It's like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess, yeah. He just leaves through his notebook. He's like, "Look at this." <laughs> let me just, let me just, let me drop one joke. Let me try one joke for your listeners on in my notebook. Okay, let's go. Uh, okay, I got a good story. I don't know if I want to tell that one. I'll tell it. You ready? Okay. Yes. Shoot. Cool. And then we'll come back to the sketch afterwards. Well, you know, let's finish the sketch and I'll tell the joke later. Okay. Cool. Okay. Let's do it. Keep people listening. Because this will be the closing joke then. All right. Sounds like a game plan, my man. But yeah, what it is like? It was great working together because I saw the sketch and how it was written the uh, guys on the couch is written more like two guys arguing and we're going to figure out the best way to argue that like I went in planning on arguing for the Punisher right. and I was like alright cool exactly and then everything uh, changed today because last snap. night Dave right. and I went walked it over here to the Barnes and Noble and uh, we sat in there and wrote pros and cons for Frank right. Castle and Bruce right. so, um, so what happens in the sketch is two guys get an argument over Batman vs. Punisher who's better then they have an epic battle, and their neighbor comes over, and... He joins the epic battle. He accidentally joins the epic battle, gets kicked, mm. gets his ass kicked. Go watch it on YouTube yeah. and Facebook, respectively. Or does he? Anyway. Or does he? You uh, don't know what happens. <laughs> yeah, but... Was, neighbor comes over, has a great time, and yeah. there's a real fun twist at the end. You're really going to yeah. enjoy the video. Yeah. What we set out to do is make a funny video and incorporate what we do. I write comedy, he... Has, he does stop motion. We got it. We nailed yeah. it. We wrote three sketches. This is the best of the three sketches that implemented both of everything. Yeah. I get to bring in people from my world, which I loved. Uh, good comedians. He got to bring in guys with stop motion and dude can do a backflip, flat-footed. Like that's well, shit, you I can, can do, do a backflip. Back well, so can <laughs> Roosting. Quit trying to steal the light, okay? I'm, I'm trying to sell Jeremy now. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, you both of you guys really, He was lost in Jeremy's abs. Well, yeah. you, you remember Not that. Not the yours weren't anything right. to, But Jeremy's, come on. Dude, you guys were looking at me like I'm a piece of meat walking around, okay? You were just wearing a bath towel. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, it wasn't really we were looking. It was just hard to avoid. Yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> look at, look at there the goes good old Blashlock again. Yeah, so you're saying, so last night, uh, Dave thought he was going to be arguing for the Punisher. Yeah. Well, we thought so. At this point, by goes, last so night, you could actually argue the Punisher would win. I go, yeah, in a heartbeat. He goes, all right. And so we did it, and we okay. ran through it a few times. So what we should have done was wrote down our best points, mm-hmm. and then when Briggs got here this morning, ran through it all the drive because mm-hmm. it would. It took us two hours to shoot that, mm-hmm. and then we did the whole stop motion fight in a half an hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> the most technically difficult part. Well, and, and that's because well, it's like, like an hour. Like, but who's like on their game? You're saying about planning. It's like because I know exactly what what would what needs to be done. So that's. But now I'm we know doing. too. Now we've yeah, worked yeah, together yeah. once. So now yeah. we kind of got an idea. Yeah. But we also switch writing it, up it out would be awesome. Yeah, like like three jokes and it's like worked out. So you just deliver. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't. I'm not a. I've never done improv myself, but for me, as like acting in comedy stuff, it helps me personally to just be like, oh, I just got these three points. And these are the reactions. And I, maybe some people don't want it that way, but I feel like in comedy, in my head at least, it's more punchy. Like it's more about the moment and the moment. And the, mm. you know, it's like yeah, it's give scary. us the beat. Let us know. Yeah. Like we're it's saying, smart. this is where we want to be funny about. This is what we want to be but, funny about. So you're saying last night you wanted to argue for the Punisher, and you guys wanted to walk, and you were doing these whole Punisher jokes, basically. Well, we were like, okay, who's playing who? And I'm like, I'm playing. The gr- disgruntled neighbor, because I love right. that. And then we asked Briggs who he knows more about. And then he was like, I kind of watch, uh, ba- I kind of seen Batman movies. And he's like, I know gotcha. a little bit. We're like, okay, you're Batman, just because more gotcha. people know Batman's backstory than they gotcha. know Punisher's. So, so you guys kind of like went in thinking you were going to argue for the opposite character. Yeah, and then when we, we saw, saw how, down. <laughs> yeah, how you guys looked and then how we looked, because yeah. we tried to make it parallel. I got a mustache, which barely shows. Right. Well, we wrote, we wrote that cool last beard. minute, too. It was going to be Rustic and Jeremy as the characters talking. That's true, yeah. These guys were going to be my friends over at my house. Mm-hmm. But the way it worked out, because it was it just added an extra punch mm-hmm. to our sketch, yeah. was we changed it last minute to what you guys will see on the video now. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. But it's it, really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. But it was fun working with you guys. Um, you know, Good to see it all come together, too. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And we did it. You know, we got it out. Uh, we started at, like, by the time everybody got there, we started at like 8.30. Yeah. And we got done by 1.30, so five hours. But like you said, like Luke was saying, if we if we have it written, usually, my, I mean, but that was actually perfectly, because usually I tell people my sketches take between four to six hours, and we got out in five. It was perfect. But like, if we had it written, it would be like four hours. This sketch, I wonder how long this is going to be, three minutes? Three and a half? If that long? Probably three at the most. I feel like it's two and Probably a half. Probably like two and a half, yeah. yeah. Probably two and a half, three. Because I know we, we did like a minute of dialogue at the beginning, but I might... Um, We're going to cut that down to... Hit the beats. I like what you said this morning was, let's cut it down to the three best. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's the same when you write stand-up comedy, when you write comedy mm-hmm. for whatever, for, you know, SNL, right? It all happens in beats and it all happens uh, flu- fluidly or something, you know. Yeah. So, um, what the hell is I talking about? Comedies and threes. I do the same thing. Comedies and yeah. threes. Yeah. So it's better. <laughs> thank you. It's threes, better to take. Five, and, and all stories, too. Five, like oh, Three acts, like. That's when I write stuff too. It's usually like I'm very. New has to be all of those things. I'm very it has to be in three acts. It has yeah. to be like my first. Like he's on the pond. Like uh, my punch, one of my favorite punch. comedies <coughs> is like channels and videos is you know Key and Peele, and my first ever video that I tried to do comedy that I tried to write a script for and shoot it. It was like three years ago uh, on my channel, maybe maybe four years ago. But basically, I was like, how am I going to do this? So I basically wanted a guy that was a douchebag at parking and, it, and this other guy kept getting screwed over every time so I'm like if you look it up on YouTube it's called douchebag parking but basically um, I literally was trying to do that so it's like first the guy gets like it's like a normal thing the guy steals a spot from him oh okay that's that's kind of funny not really because there's reaction next thing the guy's parked on the side of the street this car pulls up next to him and like parks him totally in you know so it's kind of like a little crazier because nobody really does that but some people do and the third one in New York they do the buddy. third one I use a stunt me crossing the street all of a sudden out of nowhere boom I get hit by a car and the guy like hits the parking button beep beep runs away so that like a three I don't <laughs> I wrote this sketch that I filmed uh, last summer in LA or no two summer whenever the when, right before I left LA and it was I, I had this great idea and I wrote it and of all the sketches that I wrote this was the funniest we laughed the most about it and then we filmed it and it gets like 90 views or whatever. It was horrible. But it was, um, I was walking down the street and I seen a guy moving a couch into a truck by himself. And I'm like, hey man, do you need some help? And he's like, uh, no, I got it. And uh, I'm like, really? I've been moving my entire life. And he's like, couches? And I go, uh, foster care. <laughs> we laugh so <laughs> We laughed so hard, and oh, nobody yeah. else enjoyed it. So. Where did, well, where did it get 90 views? Is that like YouTube? What? Was it to get 90 views on YouTube? All right. Um, we threw it on a... Uh, we, we created a page on Facebook. Funny or die or on Facebook. But then we shared that video. But what I've learned now is that you must upload the video yeah. to your page to get the optimal. Because if you share someone else's video or if you yeah. share a video off a page that it doesn't already have, is it already cranking views? Right, right. Yeah. Well, well, because you you seem you said you have like you have a, you have like a Facebook kind of following already. Yeah. I don't have much. I have like five hundred people on Facebook, but on YouTube, like for example, what helps people? You get, have ten thousand followers. To, on YouTube, I have congrats by the way. That's Thank yeah, you so much. Saying. It was it was it's a goal a nice for twenty seventeen, and I I like oh, nice. in right hundred thousand next goal before it is yeah. Well, for this year's fifty thousand. <laughs> yeah. Stop. What? Oh. That's cool. No, no, I'm just laughing. Cause I've, been, just, I've been catching just like medicinal. <laughs> um, I'm just laughing because I'm just like, jeez. Yeah, but uh, you know catching what? up. Can I share? Can I share a theory with you guys? Always. Um, so I prefer you not. But go uh, ahead. Okay, okay, okay. I want to uh, hear the theory. Okay, cool. My theory is this. So we're talking. So I'm, you know, my, uh, okay. Back backdrop. I'm a stuntman working in LA, but I also have a passion YouTube channel, right? I've had it for 11 years, and that's what, Damn. for me, is the future. Like, I want to make, I want to be a successful stuntman so I can take and, like, hire editors and all that so I don't have to spend as much time in front of a computer. Just crank out but, ideas. But crank out videos, be, be like a creator, right? So that's my goal, first of all. Secondly, I've been learning the platform of YouTube, but in the pursuit of having a big following, not just for the following, like, I, I honestly personally want to do it because I want to create with friends like you guys, and it opens doors, because I have 10,000, you're like, oh, we can, let's collaborate, you know, different things, but in the pursuit of that, together, what we have like, 20,000, yeah, what I've seen about it, there's, there's two ways Girl. to go about getting an audience that I've seen, but probably about three, 
three ways. One is the one that I've tried before that I really don't enjoy and most people that is what you see them doing on YouTube is they'll be just chasing views. It's stressful. They're chasing trends, chasing views, doing videos about videos, like all this. Like, it's called like YouTube poop. There's a name for it. It's just like all mm -hmm. this like whatever shit. Like videos of videos. And, and, it's, and it's really sad because you see people working really, really hard, making video every single day, putting all this work in it. And, and they're like, like 20 out. views each. And it's like every other thing you've seen on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Then the other thing is, I, I think, so that's one way. The other way is, well, there's two, two main ways, following and creating, right? So then, so the following way is trying to catch a trend, right? Which I think you can do the creating and still, you can still incorporate trends in it in a very smart way. But I personally haven't found a way to do that yet. So then the other way that I found, me personally, what's been working is actually to create value first, right? So I was thinking, I have this idea, like, think about back before the internet, right? How do people get, like, quote, famous, right? How, do, how did you like somebody's name? Because somebody created value up front, right? They wrote a book or something. That, that became well known and everybody's like, oh my God, this author is really smart. He gave me so much value and now when they hear his name, they're like, oh yeah, so this guy's awesome because he gave value up front, right? It's mm. not even his first book either. Right. Usually it's like his third Probably. or fourth. But, but what I'm saying is like, it's about creating some value. So, so what I've found right now, what I see is two roads to success if you're actually creating. It's one is figuring out how to actually, which I'm trying to do right now, is the new road I'm trying to figure out is how to fuse the trends and the uh, like the superhero stuff with the comedy and creative stuff, so that can actually stand out because it's it's still the quality of work that we're gonna put out is better than the other stuff I've mentioned first. Hmm. But before I get to that, what I have figured out for sure, and the way I've grown from two thousand to ten thousand this past year on YouTube, damn, is thank you. It's um, drops mic, walks away. I won't even tell you how. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> Trust me, there are a lot of backroom no hotel hotels. <laughs> Right, but, but you know what? <laughs> but okay, so, so I'm gonna stop boring you. I'm just gonna finish my my thought. Go for it. You're what good. I, what I found is, what I really believe in, it's that same kind of model. Create value up front, build an audience with valuable like content, and then you can start taking their you can start taking something from people by taking their attention. Like here, check out this awesome skit that we did. Because what I used to do is do all these skits before. I'll explain what I mean right now. So what I used to do is create skits and like vlogs and you're basically asking people watch my skit watch my skit you're asking for the time i started creating tutorials on how to film your own fight scene how to do parkour and i because i searched on youtube how to film a fight scene and everything that i saw the top 10 first of all they're not stunt professionals there were kids trying to like do stuff but they were saw bad advice stuff wasn't looking good and people were going to get hurt so i was able to luckily identify like a little niche right there but then start from my own heart writing this is how I understand how you can actually do this. And I'm trying to actually help people. I'm trying to help basically my younger version of myself when I was 15 trying to film these videos. And I'm writing it like I was to myself back then. Sure. Like, this is how you film a fight scene. This is how you don't hurt yourself so you don't make the mistakes that I made. So that's what I'm doing. And before, all, before this year, I used to say, everybody says, you know, if I can make a difference in one person's life, that's worth it, right? But I used to, it used to be like a, something I would say. But this past year, when you get an email that's like, two pages long that somebody's like, dude, I was, they tell you about their whole life, and like, this is awesome, thank you so much, like, it brings tears to my eyes, right? Mm. So, so that I really um, bring it back. I think I really believe in when you're growing an audience, it's like, at least for me, what I've seen is, if, if you have something that you you can offer, like, from the bottom of your heart, be honest with it, and like, create go. value for people. There you go. Creating value is first, you know, and then like, I'm hoping now to make this uh, fun yeah. stuff that I want to eventually just do fun stuff, then like I can take people's time and oh by the way check this out if you don't build value in a product you can't sell a product I'm just chiming in right. with that right do you ever do uh, when you do those stop motion videos like hey this is how we did this video I have yeah I've done that before um, but what I found so I've done behind the scenes uh, videos before like it's kind of like a vlog yeah uh, they don't usually do as well I do have two tutorials on my YouTube channel one is how I set up my shoots and film and I have one on how to edit so I have those two but but, because stop motion isn't really the main thing. I'm a stuntman. So, yeah. the, the ones that have been, like, the main series of tutorials on my channel is, it's like, right now it's 11 videos long. It's how to film a fight scene, camera work, editing, and all that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, how did you get into being a stuntman? Because that's what I'm more curious, like... Yeah, what we kind of, like, prompted just, that. I'm a stuntman, and then, well, this is how you do stop motion. I'm like, I want to know more about the stuntman Stunt? shit. Yeah. Well, and you were killing it today, too. Like, thanks, man. You are posing in positions, I'm like... 
That would be really uncomfortable. I thought it was really cool, um, like, how you did some of the scenes, like, with the underkick and how he jumped. The uppercut. Yeah. How you're just, like, See, it's all just timing. And one, two, like, three, yeah. yeah. That was just a taste. Like, when we do this Mortal Kombat one... Backflips and stuff. We're going to do a bunch of shit, yeah. Backflips... Backflips are... Yeah, that's what you're filming tomorrow, right? Or you... No, no it's not show. No, it's it, yeah. But, but as far as stunts, um, there's two, two answers to that. Two parts to that answer, right? There's how you decide... And then how do you actually move here and do it? You know, because, like, the, the decision came because uh, ever since I was younger, I was just, like, I watched Jackie Chan movies, Bruce Lee movies. When I was, like, 12, I started reading about Bruce Lee all the time, like, inspiration. I always wanted to be fit. Be I started water. doing martial arts. Yeah. I started teaching myself parkour at 16. Then I went to college in Scotland, and I was... Glasgow. Gla- yes, yeah, so that's... Yeah, nice. in Dundee. I lived oh. for three years. And, uh, nice. I was studying architecture, but I was spending most of my time filming videos with friends like I said I've been on YouTube for 11 years I was naturally filming all the time and f- I started filming fight scenes because I found this forum of stunt people online and they would post their stuff on there and for critiques and I started posting my stuff and they started telling me it was good and I was like holy shit I can do stuff as well as these people and then um, I started failing my degree and one of my friends moved to LA so I was like I'm going to take a year out I'm going to move out here and do it uh, actually I took out a year before I was working in an office and I hated it so anyways I moved I decided to move here when I was 20 because I was going to give myself three years to see if I was had any merit. And otherwise, I would move away. And I would, I would have at least tried what I wanted to do. Because my whole life growing up to that point, I always said, if all else fails, I'm going to be homeless. I'm just going to move to Hollywood and be in the movies. That's what used to be a saying. So then kind of all, kind of all came together for me. And I just moved here. Uh, so that's how I decided. Um, and I had the background in physical training. And I was already filmmaking. Um, and then physically getting into stunts... Uh, it's all networking out here. Like, you can't really get an agent for stunts. It's more like you They have to know you people. do it and you're available. Yeah, it's, so it's very, very, like, hard to get into. Same and, with comedy. They have to know that you do it, you yeah. do it well. You have to have a good grade attached. And networking, too. With stunts especially, because you get Everybody hired. books a show. Yeah. Right, Dave? Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody books some sort of show or knows a booker of some show. Everybody. Right. Uh, my, I have an acquaintance I used to work with. She's a stunt person, and she, like, got into it from... Just doing traffic oh, stuff. Girl. No, somebody different. I saw that. Remember the comedian girl that did the. Uh, she was the stunt woman. Not to my Her knowledge. whole set was about it here in LA. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh. guys. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's good. Uh, yeah, but she is doing something with stunts now on some show. Nice. But it's just like she gets stunt gigs here and there, but it's from knowing people and networking. Mm-hmm. And the actually a cool the wine rep I was talking. Oh, I was talking to somebody else about her that I've met a couple times. She used to be a stunt woman. And she's like, yeah, that's... She goes, I can't rent cars anymore because that's how you learn how to stunt drive. You rented a car and fucked it up. I was just talking to my friend last night. We were out drinking after uh, one of my friends getting engaged. He is a driver, a stunt driver. And he, and I'm, I want to kind of learn how to awesome. control the car. And he was like this. He told me, like, straight up, like, Roostick, go rent, like, a Mazda 3. It won't be that expensive. Make sure it has a knee brake on it. And I'll go and teach you how to do it. We'll just go, like, drift it and shit. I don't <laughs> think we should talk about this on the public, uh... <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not, there's no names. There's no names. Yeah, yeah, no one. We didn't, <laughs> I'm just saying, like... We didn't say anyone's actual names. Like you names, said, right. rentals. Like you said, yeah, yeah rentals. If you were... You know what? Um, I know a guy that taught his kids how to drive a stick by going <laughs> renting one, yeah. letting him destroy the clutch, and then... Apparently you can't rent... I, he, my friend told me you can't rent manuals anymore. I believe that. Automatics. Well, this was in, like, Missouri or yeah. something. It's okay, still... Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's why we're talking about legalized marijuana in New York City. They were like, oh, man, when's it going to happen? I'm like, Arkansas legalized marijuana. Arkansas. It's really? still 1658 there, right? Jeez. If they did it, New, New York's well, not here far Well, here it behind. says on the, there's like street signs It's supposed all over. to already be right now. Drive high, get a DUI. Like they've been they have sure. it in L.A., all over, yeah, yeah, all over, yeah, all over L.A. Yeah, they're doing it because it's legalized. But you know what? The same thing they did in Seattle. And they tried to administer the te- this test where they were like, it was a high test. And it... Uh, An it, high test? High. A high test? They were, trying to regu- they were trying to see how high someone was. Right. But the cops were just winging it. They didn't know yeah, what to do. Like, oh, your eyes, are can, your eyes can be red from sleepiness, from... I wear contacts all day long. Leaving your windows down when you're driving, the air blowing in. I mean, you yeah. don't know. Like contacts. when you were saying earlier, like, hey, do crazy eyes. I'm like... I don't know if you noticed. I was like, ah, fuck. Oh, oh, because you can't, because your eye contacts will fall. My out. contacts are because I've actually they had, fall out. Is that how it works? It's happened before. Like sometimes uh, it's just weird. Like sometimes you're like, oh gotcha. shit, and then I gotcha. start to like screw around until it like pops back in. Gotcha. 
Um, that makes sense probably why you're closing your eyes as you're coming over because you're, you're very careful probably about the contacts. Oh, it's uh, not, oh, not really. It's just like, remember, we've talked about that already. Yeah, oh, I can't take pictures. Like, I'm, really? so, well, I used to, my, the running joke amongst one of my friends was anytime they took a picture of me, my eyes are, I look, I'm like all shut eyed. Oh, why? No matter what. Like, Where? I'd smile, but my eyes would you always dry, close. You get dry eyes, you get to close no, just a, a natural reaction. When I look at oh. light or that direction, my eyes go. Gosh, clench oh, up. Gosh, those yeah. yeah, that's why every time I'm like, I'm not trying to go turn oh, to the I didn't realize there was a light behind me, too. Dude, we make fun of him for that today, remember? <laughs> I know. We're I horrible know. friends. Uh, I had no issue with it. <laughs> Briggs was getting lost in my eyes earlier. It was kind I of entertaining. Know, that guy's hilarious. Yeah, Briggs. <laughs> I just like he just started going around your kitchen making himself tea. Was it? Yeah, that was, that was fine. That was good. <laughs> I was just like, Briggs, did you, you didn't even have He's like, I saw it. I saw it, and I was like, I'm glad they're making themselves at home. I'm, I'm like that, you know. But that, that's why it's important. That's what's important when you, you find the people so that nice. you actually like, trust. That you. Oh yeah, you know when you it. said put your feet up, like you're like, oh, make yourself at home, put your feet up. I'm like, I, <laughs> like, uh, I got yelled at for that when I was a kid. <laughs> that's it fine. feels unnatural. You know, that's something about comedy as well. It has to be natural. Mm. Um, that's true. A lot of times we were taking a lot of takes today just trying to make someone look legit like my character coming over. Right. Had to be legit, annoyed, asshole neighbor guy coming out quick. So it's like tr- trying to capture that sometimes is difficult. Yeah. Stay on track, you know. Yeah. Or, or like to direct somebody when like they're no being, they are mean. being funny, but you're like, like uh, some points today, Dave, like it's like you are being funny, but it's like it's hard because like is is that even is like do some people just like some people's sense of comedy is like different you know so everybody has different tastes so it's interesting whenever um I, I, like i'm just learning how to direct comedy but it's like when you're trying to do it but you don't want to like overstep and make and like spell it out for them and be like just like this because i've heard that actors get upset at that yeah, i don't think comedians okay. do but actors do get like upset well the thing yeah the like, thing was earlier like i was not expecting to be the get the punt the laugh on most of those jokes when we were doing them because yeah. Br- Briggs play is getting enraged much much gotcha gotcha Brig- I'm just like Briggs will do better on trying to get the look look laugh there's something uh, again back to writing comedy uh, because it's the thing I know but um, everyone can't be the funny guy in a skit mm. the best skits are one crazy person and everyone else saying yeah right you know, Briggs can play crazy. Great, so I'll just keep right, right. even keel, watch one. Somebody's got to lob the ball up so you can freaking dunk it. You know and the straight I mean? guy, yeah, back yeah. in the day in vaudeville, the straight guy got paid. It was yeah. usually 60-40 in the straight guy's favor. <laughs> I'm serious. Straight man got be- paid better in uh, vaudeville days. Oh, really? Yeah, because he he's the one who couldn't. I broke fucking a couple oh, times. Oh, yeah. Can't crack up. I cracked up a couple times today, too. <laughs> You were trying to crack me up on purpose, Luke. When? <laughs> I got yelled at when I was doing a photo shoot years ago. By it wasn't actually the photographer because I was I was just fucking around trying to make the photographer laugh, and she was laughing. And then the her assistant, who was just her friend helping out, because I was helping a friend out because she's like, I need to build a portfolio. Can you? I go, fuck it, let's do that. <laughs> and her friend's like, the talent doesn't talk, and I'm like, she goes, just think, and I just started thinking, fucking random stupid ass shit mm. and still trying to make them laugh without fucking saying any words. Right. I just think of a duck in a barrel. <laughs> a duck in a barrel? Yeah. Oh. A barrel. Just, uh, just a duck in a barrel. <laughs> oh, that'll help you not laugh? <laughs> I know. Oh, it, yeah. No, I guess it helps me laugh. I, th- I was on a, a different conversation, so... <laughs> Don't worry. We're back here. Hey, this medicine's real good, guys. Um... <laughs> I, I remember going to Alaska and there was the salesman I met. <laughs> and he would talk about... He sold me ducks and barrels. I have a gaggle of them back in fucking New York and I live in a studio. <laughs> he was talking about a duck and a barrel. And that was the that was the people that you start selling something to. And they just like zombie uh, out and buy whatever you're selling. He calls right. it a duck and a barrel. Buy, just sell it to me. I'm good. No, yeah, no, no, no. We'll take it. No problem. No problem. And so just stop guy, talking about the duck and the barrel. <laughs> He's like, he said you could see him from a mile away. They're like, yeah, sell me whatever you got. Yeah. And you know what the funniest part is? I've met. A couple of real life ducks and barrels. Mm. <laughs> and in Alaska, they're going to be frozen to the barrel. 
And they, yeah, they just, they're buying what you're selling. Yeah. Oh. And it's a lot of people that watch a lot of TV and, like, they're really zoned out on stuff because they, um, what do you call it? They, uh, uh, <laughs> they think, they're trained. The, the media and the television will train you to be a purchaser of items, right? Consume, right. consume, consumer, yeah. consumer, right? Like, even, like, do you, do you, do you uh, watch people. a lot of stuff or you, do you more, like, See, I, I do. I sometimes I go in phases. Like sometimes I'll watch a lot of stuff, and then sometimes I'll just focus on creating a lot of stuff. You know, but if I'm uh, consuming too much, yeah. sometimes I get like, I can get depressed because like I'm like stuck consuming, but I want to be creating. You know, it's like I, they can't be. So I feel like they can't be at the same time. I don't know. Well, I, I, well, I mean, I think uh, I think you should have both things. You should be able to consume to fill your so life. Time with. management then is the most. Yeah, or just, you know, you break up the monotony with the other thing. Yeah. Right? If, right. if all you're doing is writing comedy, but... Moderate, yeah, with, what I'll is it, Oscar Wilde? In music, or, or, or telling jokes, or drawing a picture. Everything in moderation is... Even moderation needs to be taken in moderation, or some shit like that. <laughs> even moderation yeah. needs to be taken. I forget what I was saying. It's like... Everything in moderation, even moderation. I think, like, I feel bad for people who don't have vices. I'm like, you need some mm-hmm. way to blow off steam. Right. Like something that you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Well, I know I can do only this much, and then we're done. Right. Like like yeah. fitness, like you have a cheat day. You know? Yeah, because you go crazy otherwise. Time, yeah. But actually, we're coming up on that hour, Luke. If you want to tell your short story, and then we'll. Oh, let's go to the story. <laughs> Dave's like, guys, guys, I'm ready guys. to get out of work. Uh, yes. <laughs> but we got to we're gonna run to the, the cigar thing. shop, aren't we? Yes, we are. Do we have time. Do you want to come uh, this? Uh, sure. Right on the bit. All right, so uh, let's do this one. Um, I want to do this joke that I wrote recently. I just pulled it up a minute ago. Because it's a story joke, and it's one of those ones that needs uh, needs to be told in order to really get it right, you know? So anyway, here we go. Comedians do it for the exposure. That's my T-shirt idea. All right, that's not the joke. Psychiatrist beard. Guys, beard jokes. Dose weirdos, a sketch getting, I like, Two of the weirdos. Getting paid in exposure. Like. Oh my god, I hate <laughs> that shit. Oh, you're getting experience. Oh, you're getting credit Motherfucker, yeah. my rent does not cost experience. <laughs> hey, will you tell my landlord he should accept credit? <laughs> I'm actually... It's worse with stunts. Like, they're like... I, I no, don't do comedy. That's what comedy is. Yeah, but for like the first year when you're stuck doing non-union stuff and stunts... Hitting the ground, I've separated my shoulder. When I first moved out here, I was like an idiot. I don't do it in those three things anymore. Yeah. There's that's why there's a union, right? But yeah, it's very important to know what you're new, worth. new, <laughs> new, new, cooking, new, new. All right, Luke, let's hear your new, new. Smoke puffs out the door. All right, guys. All right, so here's a just a new bit that I'm working on. It's just been on stage a couple of times, but here we go. Um, should be perfected, I would say, within a month. That's the thing about comedy, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You're a good editor because you've edited for 7,000 hours, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. You know, Dave's physically fit because Dave goes and works out and runs bloody marathons. Right. Um, the reason I get good at comedy is because I just do it and do it and do it and do it until you hate it, and then you do it three yeah. more times. Then you love it again. <laughs> You hate it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, right, so um, I, I was watching this TV show, man, um, uh, Cooking Channel, and I wanted to try it. They make it look so easy. They're just like tossing ingredients. All right, you grab this, you grab this, you grab that. And then they talk about the grandma's soup. And then the thing's done, and it's delicious, and everyone claps. And Yay. you want the recipe? Go to the food. So I'm like, I got this. So I took a piece of chicken, piece of dough, a wad of dough. I threw it on a pan on the lit oven, and then 30 minutes later, I'm on Amazon purchasing, and uh, the whole house smells like bloody smoke, right? Like, it smells like a campsite in my house. So I run out, and there's smoke everywhere. My kitchen's filled. The whole, like, the, like nuts up is, like, all smoke in my apartment. So I'm grabbing windows, and I'm, like, slinging them open, like, oh, dear. and I think there's a fire, and I'm blowing, and I get close, and it's just smoke. Uh-huh. So it was, something was smoking, but it wasn't... It wasn't on fire. So I crack, I throw the windows open, and boom! I'm like taking this Rick and Morty poster I got off of Amazon, I'm fanning this thing like crazy. Boom, my neighbor, boom, his name's Crackhead John. Like, that's his nickname, Crackhead John. He, I trust he, him to watch my place for the weekend. He introduces himself. I'm Crackhead John. Right. So he's banging on my door, and I open it up, and like a cloud of smoke poofs out behind me like an 80s sci-fi movie. And he's like, you okay? Want me to call the police? I'm like, John, this is not, does this look like the time for the fucking police, man? This is clearly a job. 
for the sanitation department. I'm kidding. The fire department, bro. Run like, help me thin this out, dude. Runs in, grabs a baseball bat. Not even joking. Grabs a baseball bat, starts swinging it. I'm like, I guess smother the fire. Is there anything more useless you could forget something that's actually gonna fan the smoke, John? I'm like, I get it. They call you crackhead, but quit being a fucking crackhead. Dude picks up a chair. I'm like, finally, the second most useless thing one could grab next to an invisible something. And uh, they're right there. So the alarm's going off in my apartment. Beep, 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 beep. Neighbor lady, two dogs run in, nipping at my teeth. I was going beep beep beep. Crackhead John swinging a before I could say anything, swinging his freaking chair. And she's in a uh, she's walks into my apartment and goes, I have asthma. I'm like, well then get out of my fucking apartment and take the damn parking dogs with you. Like you're standing in the smoke. I'm like, go to where there's no smoke if you have asthma. Why should I freaking uh anyway later on the fire department came. It was just smoke, it was just burning grease or whatever, like powerfully because I had everything up too high or whatever. Because um, I don't know how to cook, all right? Yeah. Um, everything's fine. Everyone's safe. No problem. Got everything. Bought a second Rick and Morty poster on Amazon. So if I ever You're already them, online. People can help me fan it out better. And here's the craziest part. The chicken that I cooked, still raw. <clears throat> it was the dough burning off like th- that smoked the whole house up. The chicken was still fucking raw. Moral of the story, if you ever get... If you're ever in a fire... Wrap your body in dough. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. Wrap your body in dough. Just a good thing. Ra- the crackhead John didn't grab a bottle of 151. Dude, I, I get what they call I'll him. I'm throw it out. This dude is like, he's, they call him crackhead, and you're like. Who called him crackhead? Himself, he sounds like. He calls himself that, but other people see him. Maybe he just introduced himself. What if he turns out to be like some mild-mannered librarian, and he's just trying to sound scary? So just some straight-edge guy. <laughs> Call me Crackhead John, just so people think he's dangerous, but he, he lives some mild-mannered life of like, boredom. <laughs> John Kent, mild-mannered librarian. Anyway, but that's, home, about, that's, about the third, John. that's about the third time that story's been told, fourth. So uh, you will see it soon, and it will be perfected. It'll be a long way from where it is now, but it gets better. Yay! Roostic B, Luke, thank you guys very much. Ashlock, find me on uh, Instagram at theashlock.com. I'm sorry, at theashlock on Insta. Cool, and I am Roostic B, spell like the word rustic with the letter B on YouTube. Woo! Thank you guys. Ta ta!